email that takes place in my third year at elementary school. Now, it really wasn't the best school. It was set in the middle of a town that was filled with druggies, mainly crack addicts. I'm not saying that all the people who live there are all weird or on stuff. It's just most of the people I've seen are definitely not right in the head. Anyway, it started out like any other normal day of school. I got dressed and had breakfast and stuffed it into my small bag and then slowly walked to my homeroom. Now, the thing about the school was that everyone always rushed to get to their classes, chatting and roughhousing with their butts. Not me, though. I always took my time walking through the halls as everyone's voices sounded far away. It was calm, but every morning I would have to go to the third floor to get to my homeroom. And to be clear, I would currently be on the second floor at this point. So I always had to prepare myself to go up the flight of stairs that always felt so big. But then again, I was quite small for my age back then, and even now too. After doing this routine many times, I got used to it. But after a while, I had started noticing one teacher and a taller boy headed down the stairs at the same time that I was going up. So I thought it was kind of awkward and just didn't really say anything. Well, one morning, I decided to say hi to them both. Now, let's call the teacher Miss M and the boy Andy. And ever since that day, Andy was always kind of happy. Now, at first, Miss M was so kind, and she even had the same name as me, and that made us bond more. But after a while, Andy had started acting weird. He would always stare at me after I would say hi and started a conversation. I would even try to get him to talk more, but he would just bring back a smile or nod or give me a quick response. It was strange. It felt like his blue eyes were like daggers ripping me apart, but I would just try to act as normal as possible because I didn't like confrontations. Also, to add a little bit more info about Andy, he was in a special needs class. And I'm not saying that it defies you as a person, but I only found out about this later on. Now for his description. He was quite tall. If I had to say he was around 5'7", but again, I was a third grader, and everything was so big to me back then. He also had some sort of buzz cut. Sorry if the description is short, but my memory's pretty bad, and the whole thing was quite stressful. Back to the story. By this point, it felt like my peaceful mornings would be full-on dread, and I was really hoping that I didn't run into them that day. Miss M had also been joking around with us. Like, I think she said something about me going to his house, but that'll come later on. By the way, I have never been to his house before, just to throw it out there. And yeah, I know I could have went to the other staircase down the other hall, but that was only used by the fifth graders so I had no choice. I never wanted to be late for class either, so I just sucked it up and went with it. There was one morning that was different though. I had started my way up those dreaded stairs and I was mostly just looking out the windows. The sky was so dark it looked like it was midnight. That made the corners of the first flat on the stairs look darker than usual, but I then stopped at that flat I heard my name being called from the top of the stairs. I was confused. 
I looked up to see one of my fifth grade friends be. Right beside her walked Andy. My smile then went away. Oh, hey, B. What are you doing here? I said while trying to keep my smile while they reached my flat. Ah, uh, not much. I had to take Andy back to class. B said as she then smiled back at me and then looked at Andy. But what really scared me wasn't the fact that Andy wasn't talking. It was the way that he was looking at me the whole time. He literally just stood there staring at me, barely even blinking, never saying a single word. As you can imagine, I started getting uncomfortable, and it seemed that B wasn't even catching on. That is until Andy finally snapped. He then yelled, You fucking broke into my damn house, you bitch! Fuck you! Fuck you! He said over and over again, getting close to me in the process. Keep in mind, you have to remember we're in third grade and he's talking like this. I backed up totally startled, not knowing what I was supposed to do. I had basically backed myself into a corner that I was scared to get out of. Now, this kid is probably 5'7". Then you got me who's under 4'11", and I was shitting bricks at this point. As he's getting closer, I'm looking over at B, who's also still in shock over his outburst. But she eventually understands that this is getting worse, so she starts talking to him. She lets him know that they didn't want to be late for class. I really don't know how she convinced him, but he nodded, and he then followed her. I just stood there dumbstruck, wondering what the hell just happened. I wanted to break down in tears, but I just wanted to get to my class more quickly and then get back to normal. So I then ran upstairs, and I eventually forgot all about the incident. I would really like to say that that was the end of it, but no, far from it. It was eventually time to head outside for recess. Now to explain the playground, it was newly built. It wasn't a big structure, but underneath there was a bunch of red poles holding up the sides, as well as the platforms above. So me being me, I decided to go under and play with some rocks that I found. But after a while, I'd started getting bored. So I then stood up and looked around the playground, hoping I'd see a friend who needed extra players or something. But that's not what I had seen when I then looked over to the teachers. I had seen a handful of kids running out the doors of the school, getting ready to get their play on. But one kid was just standing there making direct eye contact with me. And you can probably guess who that was. Yeah, it was Andy. He was just watching and waiting. When he noticed me looking at him, he then started sprinting right towards me. Now, the teachers that were supposed to be watching him had neglected to notice that he was fixated on one and one thing only. Me. So as he's sprinting, the teachers that were near him looked back at him, but they do nothing. I'm not even kidding. He then yells out loud the word shark, as he then picks me up by my arm and bites down quickly on my shoulder. He then drops me, and all I could think about was how freaked out I was. Andy then looks down at me and backs away. At this point, I'm grabbed by the teachers and then rushed into the school. I'm given nothing but a nice pack and then sent to the office. Now, my dad claims that they took me to the nurse's office, 
but he wasn't even there, and I don't even remember seeing the nurse. But whatever. After crying my eyes out, I finally got to see the bite mark. I was so stunned. He had bitten me so hard that the skin broke, and it was bruised all over. After that, I was sent home, and I don't think anything came of the incident. Other than me not seeing him again and getting an apology that I couldn't even read. Anyway, I think what I took out of this experience is that you should always stand up for yourself and tell someone what the hell's going on, especially if you're a child. Also, to my fellow short girls out there, please be careful. Don't let others ruin, threaten, or even hurt you because it's not right and it should never happen in the first place. So for context, at the time I was 14, I'm currently 16, and I'm a girl. And even though I was fairly active as I did competitive gymnastics and trained a lot, I wouldn't have considered myself extremely strong. Also, I'd say that I'm fairly short, standing at 5 foot tall, and if this matters, I live in southern England. Now, this happened after I was walking home after getting off the bus, and it was the last day of year 9, 2021, and my friends and I went out to town together for the first time, and it was very fun. It was like a birthday celebration, as it was one of my friend's birthdays that day, but it was also a way of celebrating the end of year 9. Now, I'd say that I'm a very vigilant person, whether it's from listening to all these scary stories and getting scared, or just generally paranoid of something happening. So, I know if something happens, they always say to go to a crowded place. Also, at the time that this happened, I was wearing a light blue romper, along with these white feather prints and some black trainers. I was also wearing a blue medical mask because of COVID. So, after spending some time with my friends and having to say goodbye to one another, one of my other friends asked if she wanted me to have her mom draw me off. But, after insisting that it was fine to take the bus... We parted ways, and I went on the bus. It was around half four or five o'clock, as I had gymnastics that day, and we had to get home early. So, after getting off the bus, normally what I'd do was I would walk down a little to the traffic lights, and then wait for the green man. But, for some reason, it was broken then. So, I walked down further to the other set of traffic lights, and then crossed them. Now, this is where the action truly starts. After you cross and walk a few steps, there's a corner shop there. Expensive for sure. But I know the people who work there very well, as I've been living in this area since I was three. And as soon as I was about to pass the shop, this druggy looking guy came out. Now, I've always been with my parents for the most part. Well, up to that point. And so I never really had to experience dealing with my stuff on my own, as my parents would always be there. So this guy comes up to me, and he then asks in a sweet and nice manner if after I went to the shop to give him some change, as he needed it for the bus. I remember him calling me sweetie, or something along those lines. Now, I can't remember what he said exactly verbatim, but it was very close to that. Well, I wasn't panicking or overthinking the fact that he might stab or attack me if I say no or give him nothing. I could have easily given him my weekly bus ticket, which one had two more days of use and then continued with my life 
or just straight up tell him, no, I'm sorry, I don't have anything. But instead, I go in full-on panic mode, and I just go to the shop, even though I didn't plan on going in the first place. Well, if you know me, I don't really do well in bad situations, because whenever I panic, I just start to cry, which isn't very helpful. The overwhelming feeling of fear had just come crashing down onto me. My heart felt like it was about to explode. I was going to go and ask the person working at the cashier for help, and as I previously mentioned, I knew them well, but I ended up just standing and overthinking while shaking and tears starting to form. I remember all of the weird looks that people gave me as I stood there looking around the room for help, and despite the plethora of people in the shop, I truly felt alone, alone and afraid. However, luckily my mom called me right at that moment and asked where I was since I was taking a while to get back. We had previously talked on the phone when I was still on the bus, and it was fairly close, so it shouldn't have taken me very long, and she was getting suspicious as to why I wasn't home yet. Well, in my crying state, I explained to her what happened, and she told me to stay there and that she'll come pick me up. Now, you know how they say that you should never mess with an angry mom when it comes to her child? Well, it's true. Mind you, my mom is short, even a little shorter than I am. But for anyone who's Italian, you know how they're like, especially when they're mad. They transform into something terrifying. I can tell you that for sure. So here comes my mom, and from what she told me, there was this really tall guy that was like blocking the door to the shop and he told her that she shouldn't come in. But she literally just barges right past the guy and almost shouts, I'm here to get my daughter! And even though that may sound a bit cringe, I was actually very relieved to see her. My mom then grabbed my arm as soon as she saw me, and she took me out of the store, and we then walked home while I cried. Now, the thing that scares me the most is the fact that when I went there, there was only the one guy who asked me, and I didn't see a second person, unless that person wasn't related to what happened or that I didn't see him. Though the reason I'm skeptical that they're related is because the previous guy was there as well as the tall guy when my mom came and got me, according to her anyways. But sometimes I do wonder what their true intentions were, or if they really did just need change, and also what could have happened if my mom didn't come. But honestly, I'm really glad that I didn't get to find out. I also want to add that the area I live in was quite a rough area years ago, but that over the years it's actually gotten much calmer, but there are still quite a few dodgy folks out there. Like once this guy actually threw a brick at me and my dad as we were waiting for the bus. Luckily we didn't get hit though, so yeah, it's not really the best area. I'd say that I still struggle saying no to strangers, as I always go into panic mode but it's still something that I'm trying to work on. To anyone listening to this, make sure that you're always aware of your surroundings and please take care of yourself. The world is full of very bad people, so be careful. When I was 14, I was friends with someone who was very reckless and rebellious. I'll call her Judy. I was shy, and Judy really brought me out of my shell, 
but she drove me crazy with her antics sometimes. She smoked, drank, and did all the things that I was too much of a goody two-shoes to partake in. One weekend, we went into town together to shop. Nothing out of the ordinary. After we had lunch, we walked along this canal that ran through our town shopping area, and if you walked along, you would eventually end up at a park. We were just walking when Judy suddenly began approaching this random drunk man under a bridge. He looked homeless, and he had a dirty beard and dirty clothes. She went and sat next to him, and she actually knew his name, which I thought was weird. She then started talking to him, and I honestly can't even remember what she was saying. I kind of just stood there uncomfortably, not really knowing what to do. In the distance, a group of old, dirty-looking men all in their late 50s then began approaching us. As they drew nearer, I realized they were heading right toward us, and I felt scared. We were two young girls under a bridge with this random homeless dude, and now a bunch of other old men were heading our way. I didn't know how to signal to Judy that we needed to go, because I was scared of saying the wrong thing in front of this man. I was right about these five men, because they then reached us and greeted the homeless guy, and they greeted my friend as well. I kind of just nodded at them because they nodded at me, but I didn't dare to speak. I felt so scared then I remember my heart hammering in my chest, and I just stayed quiet, only politely smiling or answering with one word if one of the men tried to talk to me. I remember that I told Judy we better get going or we'd miss our bus ride home, and the men actually followed us halfway there. I was terrified. I whisper hissed to Judy asking her what the hell she was doing. She told me to not be rude, or that the first homeless guy would get mad at me, and that I really didn't want to make him mad. This freaked me out, and I was furious with her, but I was also confused as to how the hell she knew those creepy-ass homeless drunks. Thankfully, they all left before we got to the bus stop, stumbling into pubs or strolling off to God knows where. I never saw them again, and I was so angry with Judy for even putting me in that situation in the first place. But I was also concerned for her as well. I don't remember asking how she knew them. I guess I was just too afraid at that point. I then began distancing myself from her after that experience, because it freaked me out so badly. I know that this story might not be that scary, but to me as a young girl with six homeless drunk men... It was the scariest situation that I've ever been in. It really troubles me that my friends seem to know these guys, and I'll never know why. I don't think it was sex trafficking because she never disappeared anywhere, and her parents were strict and always knew where she was. I don't know how she knew them, though, unless she got alcohol or cigarettes from them, which is obviously creepy on their end. I'll never know for sure, but I just have to hope that there was nothing dark going on. I'm really glad that the men never heard us, because they very well could have, since it's right under the bridge that isn't easily visible. This experience really made me grow some balls and stop being such a pushover and wimp, because I never want to get in a situation like that ever again. Always stand up for yourself and never stay in dodgy situations. Because people are really crazy out there, and you really need to watch your back.
stay safe, everyone. I'm a 29-year-old female. This happened when I was 20. Back then, I was very overweight. I'm talking like 300 pounds territory. I've since turned my life around, and I've been at a healthy weight for my height for several years, but my old weight is relevant to this story. I was attending college in the city, but I went back home for the holidays and the occasional weekend to visit my family. They live in a pretty chill town where everyone knows everyone, and nothing exciting ever really happens. Growing up there always felt safe, and compared to the city life, it was really a relief to go back and experience the calmness of town life. It was around Christmas when this happened. It was like 6 o'clock, dark and cold outside, and I decided to take a walk through town to get a Frappuccino's from Costa for my mom and I. Costa is like British Starbucks for anyone wondering. Our plan was to put some music on and wrap my dad and brother's presents with our festive drink. The walk wasn't far, about 15 minutes, maybe even less. I didn't have a car, and my dad had the family car since he was out with my brother. I had my phone with me, and besides, this was my hometown, so I wasn't really bothered about doing this walk. I was about halfway there when I felt like someone was following me. I discreetly looked over my shoulder and I saw a man in a thick black coat, black trousers, black shoes, and a black hat walking behind me. He had his hands buried in his pockets and he appeared to be focused on the rain-soaked pavement. I didn't feel scared exactly, but definitely more alert now. I made it to the coffee shop and I ordered our frappuccinos. While I waited for my order, I noticed the man was now in the cafe with me. When I came in, I had looked behind me and hadn't saw him, so I had assumed that he went elsewhere, so I was really surprised to see him. This time he was staring at me. I smiled at him, but his expression remained blank, so I just looked away. When my order was finished, I was turning to leave when I had felt a tap on my shoulder. I spun around to come face to face with the man. He was smiling at me, which really unnerved me because it looked very unnatural. I was about to ask what he wanted when he then asked me what flavor my drink was. I didn't answer for a second because I was very taken aback by it, but I finally found my voice and I told him I had a cinnamon flavor. I forget exactly what the drink was called now. He continued to stare at me, not breaking eye contact or even blinking. I felt uncomfortable, so I just smiled awkwardly and then shuffled away. I couldn't take my phone out because my hands were obviously full, but I told myself I'd be home soon and did not freak out. This is when the weight problem becomes relevant. I was obviously extremely unhealthy and unfit, so I couldn't even walk very fast without being absolutely winded. Combined with the freezing air and my nervousness about the creepy man, it was a disaster. I tried to speed up, but I just got tired so easily. It's so embarrassing to admit, but that was the reality of my severe obesity. I actually had to stop walking to compose myself for a minute when I heard a man shouting behind me. Hey! I just knew it was the creepy guy 
and I was freaking out on the inside. I began speed walking again, deciding to ignore him. He continued to follow me though, and before long, he'd fallen into step with me. Hey, I'm talking to you! The man said loudly. I was petrified at this point, and I didn't know what to do. A lot of the shops in the town center usually close at like 5.30pm, and the town wasn't very busy. My house wasn't too far now, but I still had like 10 minutes to walk. Please just leave me alone! I pleaded, trying not to look at him, but he just started laughing like a maniac. He told me that he wasn't even doing anything wrong, and he wouldn't be told off by a stupid girl like me. I was panicking now, and I had no idea what to do. I decided to just keep walking, and I reasoned that I could throw my drinks at him if he tried something, and also that when I got to my street, I could just start screaming, and my mom or neighbors should hear me. My breathing was heavy as I tried to keep walking quickly, and the man seemed to pick up on my fear. Where are you off to then? He asked me, before then saying very aggressively, Hey, I'm just fucking trying to talk to you. As he then said the last part, I actually then felt his hand smack my shoulder, and that's when I then decided I had no choice but to try and run. I took off running, and I don't know how far I'd actually gotten when I heard him yell after me. Are you serious? You're never gonna outrun me, you fat fucking bitch! I just kept running away, and honestly, it was really hard. I felt so out of breath so fast, and I really felt the burn in my legs. But I figured I'd rather risk dying of a heart attack than have this dude drag me into an alleyway and do god knows what to me. I could now hear the man getting closer to me when I then saw my saving grace. There was a fish and chip takeaway open on the corner of the street that I was approaching. I knew that if I could just make it there, I'd be safe, but I still wasn't sure if I was fast enough to get there, even if I did push through the breathlessness and pain. I threw one of my frappuccinos behind me, and I actually hit the man, because I heard him shouting, FUCKING HELL! WHAT THE FUCK! and I heard the sound of it whacking him in the ground. It bought me enough time to get into the takeaway and start screaming for help. A bunch of customers ran into the street, and the staff were all paying attention. Someone actually called the police, but I didn't see it at the time. When I got to the door, I could barely breathe, and a group of people told me I need to sit down, and they got me some water. I couldn't drink anything, I was way too busy trying to catch my breath, which I eventually did. I managed to tell the store manager all about the man and what had happened, but he had fled once he realized there were now witnesses. The remnants of the Frappuccino were actually still on the street, but there was no sign of the man. When the police arrived, I told them what happened, and I also called my mom to tell her what had happened too. She was insistent on coming down to get me. But I did manage to persuade her just to call my dad and brother and that the police would drive me back home because they obviously wanted to make sure I would be okay. When I finally got home, I gave my mom the one remaining frappuccino and the police stayed for a bit talking to us. I gave my best description of the man, but they never found him. That night, my eyes were wide open. I realized that I needed to change. I was so vulnerable because I was so unfit. 
some creep could have kidnapped me or something all because I was too unhealthy to get away. It made me truly realize just how valuable health is and that I really needed to get my shit together. I didn't know where to start, but I knew I had to start somewhere and just take it from there. I overhauled my diet and I started doing exercises at home before eventually joining a gym about a year later. It took me a few years, but I lost all the weight and I've never gained it back. Looking back, I can't believe I came so close to danger and that I could barely run away from that guy because I know now that if I'm ever in that situation again, I'm definitely strong enough to get away now. Thank God I finally made a change. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night everyone. And remember, to always, stay hungry.